Girls, 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 and would you guess it? More girls. Welcome to Genius Chapter 9. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Wait for it. <laughs> this is the right one. Now I got it. Now you got it. Now I got it. <laughs> right? Yeah, A little no, Mexican flair, Hispanic flair. It makes me feel so worldly and cultural. I didn't realize until like last episode that there was two different theme songs of the same one. Yeah. What's going on, guys? My name is Zach Silverman. We are here on Genius Chapter 9 talking about this episode. I have my lovely host, Mina, here with me. Lena, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey. It says Mina. Oh, hey. 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 Um, you should know me by now. Everybody knows everybody by now. Uh, guys, we have a wonderful show ahead of us. We have a great special uh, segment uh, later on that we'll get to. Let's get right into it. Uh, let's get some thoughts on tonight's episode. What did you think about it? I was so invested in it. Like, mm. I know I like okay. it every time, but this time it was very relationship oriented. I mean, obviously every single episode we've seen, it's been like... Girl, 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 girl. Hence the opening. Girls, yeah. it's girls, it's girls, girls. <laughs> um, but no, this time especially, it was like so focused on relationships. And I would find myself like rooting for one woman and then being like, oh no, but what about this woman? And being like, no, I'm totally team Francois. Oh, I'm team Dora. Are you shipping and people and trying to ship? I'm honestly team everyone though. I'm like, how did they let him do this to them? Especially when it gets further down the line. Yeah. He gets more old and bitter and just like stuck in his ways. Um, I feel like the our loyalty is like naturally geared towards Francois because we kind of it's been the bulk of, of yeah, the entire season. Yeah. I thought she was going to be with us briefly, but uh, <laughs> she's going to be here for uh, the whole season, which is great. It's so interesting that they did it like that. It makes me feel like was Francois his one main love, and the rest his side chicks. Like, but like, what is the dynamic? Yeah, there? I don't know because I always assumed it was Dora, but maybe that would have just been because she outlived everyone and like. Was mm-hmm. the one that lived the longest and died recently. Um, the relationship with Dora to see in this episode was so refreshing because we've only ever seen the really like the ending of her relationship. This is what makes this show yeah. so good because it blends the the old and new. Well, everything's old, but it blends the the past, present, and future of that time together, and you get to see not the traditional way of how a relationship began. Mm-hmm. Like going into the beginning of the season, you saw Dora, and we all were like, "Man, she's back." crazy you know oh no no the very first episode we're like wow dora is so amazing and she's like this revolutionary yeah but it was toward it but it was like the ending of their relationship so like that first episode was great then the rest of the episodes were all like oh my god she needs to go you know for real um this episode entire i gotta say i i enjoyed the episode but not necessarily in the way that i normally do um Usually we have some historical context. We have yes. like some emphasis on you know what's like going art, on in the history. Yes. And, and you know this is the first time we don't have our baby Alex with us. We don't have anything. I know. Yeah, we don't have Jeez. young. We don't have young Picasso with us anymore. Uh, so it's just it was like a different halfway a halfway different halfway through the episode. I kind of got into the groove of it. And I was just like, all right, I see what they're doing with this episode. I can handle this. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to kind of. I mean, this the second to last episode, guys. We got to like wrap up a lot of what's going on, and man, they just threw so many women at us, mm-hmm. and they had to give at least an episode devoted to the women instead of to his arts, which because mm-hmm. we got 
eight other episodes, maybe ten, nine more episodes, whatever of it. So uh, we initially started at 1952 quickly with Dora, uh, which is a little interesting. I, I thought we were going to be done with her um, way back in episode four, I guess it was, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. We get into a little bit of Dora, which is cool because it leads to something later, which we'll get into. But then we jump right back into 1925. What are your initial thoughts of going from... I think the last time we saw uh, Alex was like 1923, I think was the last date that I saw prior in the last episode. And now it's 1925 and we have Antonio Banderas playing what Alex should be playing, essentially. I never registered that until you didn't register until I just said that? Okay, so pure thought. Go. What is it? What do you think? No, no. I I guess like, because we were talking about this behind the scenes, like kind of like, oh, like, you were, you were telling me how you noticed that Antonio Banderas oh, there was, was that almost quick playing moment. like an Alex Jordan Rich character. Yeah. There was like that blending in personality. There was like, something about a smile. smile. Yeah. The smile with the shading, uh, the shadow, no, the shading, it's not a painting, the, the shadow of the mm-hmm. of the scene where the camera kind of like turned and he was just like circling somebody. And I was like, whoa, I just, that, that's Alex right there. But mm-hmm. um, do you like seeing Antonio play what would be essentially young Picasso, like getting into no, like, I don't, I don't, I think it's I weird, just, yeah, right? No, I just, cause like, he's really got that like old Alex, man hair. It's so weird because now that I've like watched, like now that I, I have kind of compartmentalized, okay, Alex Jordan Rich is young Picasso. Antonio Banderas is old Picasso. And we've kind of like made that huge distinction. This happened last season it's as well. So, it's so weird to me because I'm like, no, but like Alex is baby Picasso. And now we have like, like, because I, I associate Antonio Banderas in as the role older Picasso. as a very, like, harsh, like, yeah. unlikable, yep. like, very selfish type of Picasso. And I associate Alex Jordan Rich as, like, the Picasso really that no one really knew. Adorable, like, up and comer, like, really, like, had, like, a certain softness to him. Like, he hadn't yet been, um, you know, corru- tainted, corrupted, corrupted or tainted. Yeah. Like, he was more oh, pure and angelic. Man. So, like, when I see older Picasso trying to, like, portray that, I feel like you can have Alex Jordan Rich portray like a hardened, like becoming like more cynical and. Hardened, I kind of like how they did that. But... Like I, so they did this last season to us with Jeffrey Rush, where it probably was a difference of a year or two from um, blanking on the other guy's name, the younger uh, Albert Einstein. But they did the same thing to us, and it was a very jarring. Like, why? But you kind of get it. Older Picasso, there's a line drawn, and like if Alex was to be playing. Um, Picasso in his older years, it kind of would take away from um, the side of Picasso that nobody really knew, like the, what genius is giving us. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger Picasso, where he was so romantically in love and untainted, un- untarnished, and um, yeah, believed in his work, believed in, in you know breaking the mold. Now we get to see like older Picasso, and we associate Antonio Banderas with like this, just like half man you know this guy that's just like oh no no no! people should still love me like i'm the greatest painting painter in the world when really he isn't you know Mm -hmm. um so i i'm happy they did that it was jarring but i'm okay with it you know yeah we get right into it i'm too attached to alex at this point you know alex i hope many more things happen for him he's a great actor um we get right into it with olga and man did picasso make a mistake marrying that woman he wanted something and, you know, uh, sometimes he went too far. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had to get married to get what he wanted, and now he's regretting it. He is so bitter towards her. I feel bad for her, you know? Give me some reactions. What do you think with, I mean, 
Olga is just like going crazy out of her mind. Their relationship is so dysfunctional because it's not even a he relationship. Kind of, he kind of makes it seem like she's this nagging, complaining, jealous person. And the way she's being portrayed is kind of like, ugh, like she's annoying. She's like a fly you need to get rid of. Yeah. But like everything that she says is a valid point. It's you a need valid to grow concern. Up. Like, yeah. you know, you don't just like, I don't know. It the, the whole thing just, it like rubbed me the wrong way. And I kept trying to think like, well, you know, like, well, what's the difference between like her and like Francois? It's like. It's weird. Like, he doesn't fight for her the way he kind of, like, wants to fight for... Like, the way he's in disbelief about Francois leaving him. It's just kind of like he can't wait to get rid of her. And she's not happy Well, I think think the whole reason why he's not fighting is because he realizes he's getting older. I mean, we get to see uh, last episode, Genevieve, he had no idea she was even hitting on him. He's like, you're into an old man. I had no idea. I didn't even think. Mm -hmm. I think he's, like, really trying to hold on to what he has because he's afraid... You know, in your youth as a guy, 20, 22 years old, you run around the streets, you're having fun, you can get anything you want. As you get older, it's a little weird and creepy. And, you know, I feel like he's feeling that. And that's why he was fighting so hard for Francois. Whereas with Olga, he's like, ah, you know, I'm this amazing painter. I'm famous. I'm known, I'm known all across the world. You know, why shouldn't I be able to get what I want? You know, like I shouldn't be, I, I've always been, my art is not, it is not contained. It's not within the mold. I broke the the the, the rules. Why do I have to conform to a, like a marriage? I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's what was going on with with a lot of with a lot of this. Where she is a very old traditional. Uh, I think he he she's from Russia and she he like calls her like a Russian princess. You get everything that you want, and you know what? That's how she was raised. You know that that's who she is. That's who you married. And he's like forsaking it's her for it. And I think you know. It's it's really interesting that you bring that up because I feel like class and status have a lot to do with this dynamic where it's like That's yeah, all it is. They're both at the same level. The only difference is that, you know, um She Olga has was always born been there into it. And he rose up to it. And there's a huge difference between someone who is born into it, who kind of just like expects this as like the the status quo, the way of life, versus someone who like really had to hustle to get it. Yeah. Who kind of like, the, the difference is that someone who has to hustle hard to get it might not immediately be drawn to, like, the glitz and glam of everything and, like, remembers their roots. And this is what we saw. Versus someone who kind of, see, kind, of, kind of sees it as, like, the, the status quo or, like, the, this is the, like, this is the bare minimum yeah. you should be doing yeah. for me to sustain the lifestyle I've always, always had. had. Yeah. Picasso sees it as, like, I do so much for you. Like, I give you everything you want. You haven't had to work for anything, and I did. And this yeah. is what Max was saying last episode, where he's like, you forgot our, uh, you forgot your friends. Like, you're off doing all the ri- the riches and whatnot and, and pretending to be this uh, aristocrat when, like, we all know where you came from, mm-hmm. you know? So the separation between these two are really, really it's really showing. And, you know, it, it gets as far as to, he's like, uh, we, we meet a, a gentleman who I did not get his name but he is in every scene in all the from twenty five oh, yeah, to yeah. fifty two. Yeah, he, I, I'm gonna say it's a pimp, maybe kind of. <laughs> I literally see him in it's, every episode. I'm like, who is? But he? it's it's every time Picasso gets restless, he's like, he meets up with this gentleman. And he's like, I need something new, and he, Picasso is not gonna say like, I need a new woman. No, he needs to be told from somebody else. Like, well, listen, we know the routine. You probably need a new girl. And he goes, oh, you're. You're right. <laughs> you know, so he's never at fault. It wasn't my... Well, I'm not to blame. Um, but yeah, he suggests... Um, uh, he said it in French. A new amour, I think. Uh, a new love. Uh, it was amour... Amour fury or something like that. Uh, a fire of love. 
Yeah. Something along those lines. It was like and, something, it, it wasn't the word new. I can't even remember what the new was, but it was, or what the word meant. Oh, mad love. Mad, mad love. love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is great uh, because it led us to um, a character that we saw initially in the first episode um, that kind of just went away, which I thought we weren't going to get to know anything about. Um but we, we, we start to see a theme of the episode where we are getting to see all of Picasso's loves and all of the women of his life uh, and how they started and ended. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, before we get to her, uh, Olga kind of finds out about everything um, and she wants to like divorce him. Mm-hmm. And again, we get another moment of Picasso. He almost divorced her. She does give him a choice, though. She's like, get rid of her. Yeah. Get rid of her immediately. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out because she goes and looks at the paintings that he has and finds out, like, you Madame keep painting this girl Marie over and over Therese. again. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's, uh, so, hmm, what's the right word here? It's so indicative of the entire season where Picasso wants to get a divorce because he has fallen in love with Marie Therese, and we'll get to her in a moment. But, um... It comes to the point where he's going through the finalizing of the papers, and because of the marriage is half and half, um, Olga would get half of his paintings. Mm-hmm. And he is so... In The only thing he truly is in love with is his own artwork, his own his, 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 uh, artistry, you know, his paintings and everything. I think that's the only thing he really, truly loves. And we see that yet again, because he sticks in this marriage with Olga and says, the divorce is off! Mm-hmm. Who does that? Yeah, I don't know. He's so tied to his painting. He is. That's and the only thing he loves. But it's also about winning. He's like, I'm not going to give this girl even an inch. Like, I'm sure if it was even one painting, it would it would be a no from him. It would be like that stubbornness oh God, that yeah. he has. Like, no, I'm not letting you get even a tiny victory over me. Like, he wants to have the final world, word. He wants the final say. He wants to feel like he's coming out on top no matter what the situation we see that even later on when he goes, nobody leaves Picasso. Ah, I love you know, no I've one. Been thrown out so many different times. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what will people say if you leave the great Picasso? It's just like he doesn't realize that, you know, it's more than just being a painter or something. Like, you can be the most amazing person in the world when it comes to like your talents and the fact that you're like really good at a certain craft. That doesn't mean that you're a great husband or a great father or a great that anything never else. Never connected in his brain. Yeah. None of that ever came together, which is like that. You know, he's just this great artist. But you know what should connect in people's brains? What? That they definitely need to subscribe to AfterBuzz. Oh, really? On social media, everywhere. Listen to us on iTunes. But I also want to let you guys know that here at AfterBuzz TV Network, we produce after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve TV fans. But now, we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. Besides helping us a ton, here's what's in it for you. It caters specific content you already like directly to you. It brings out your favorite after shows so you don't have to seek them out. And it suggests content from other channels or podcasts that might interest you. So basically, subscribing to our YouTube channels will also help you discover new shows we're sure you're going to love. Since you're already tuned in to the drama channel, you might also be interested in The Bold Type, 13 Reasons Why, Queen Sugar, Queen of the South, Claws, The Affair, etc., etc. Um, and, you know, remember that we have channels for other genres, too. 
so please don't be shy about subscribing to them either. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. It's super easy. Hit that subscribe button now for an even easier AfterBuzz experience. And if you let us know that you did in the comments, we'll shout you out on air. So, you know, you'll be YouTube famous, right? Love it. Thanks for being the best fans. We promise to continue to do our best to serve you. Lovely. Love it. <laughs> Seriously, it's so easy. It's like all of this is free. Who would have thought? Not Picasso, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, nothing is free for the great, really the great Picasso. His paintings are a worth millions of money. Um, so yeah, I, I, we kind of wrap up uh, Olga and her whole story, um, where Picasso sticks with her, uh, but moves on to his next next muse. Uh, we get to meet Marie Therese mm -hmm. uh, while he's having, uh, uh, I guess, an afternoon coffee of a sort. I thought this scene was hilarious because he's sitting there looking at girls and we kind of at first see a girl that kind of looks like Dora. I was like, oh, is this going to be Dora? Cool. I kept thinking that. I was like, are we going to get Dora because of the first shot? And I was like, nah. And then there she is, Marie. And it was the same actress that we saw from uh, beginning of the season. Um, they do a great job with makeup and everything just to make these uh, characters look young, to look old. Mm -hmm. uh, Picasso walks up to her and he's suave and he has this line of, I would like to paint you. And she's like, I'm sorry, who are you? Mm -hmm. How do you not know who Picasso is? She must be very young, by the way. Still lives at home with her mother and doesn't yeah. know who Picasso is. I almost think she might be like 17, 18. It's it could be so very weird wrong. though, because when I think about the makeup and costume design, they made her look so old. Like when she was playing young Marie Therese and they made her look younger and like classier for old Marie Therese. Really, I like kind of got when, the opposite. When she I thought she like was kind of when kinda... she had the bob, like the short haircut. I felt like she looked younger, huh. and I I don't know what it was. It's just like her demeanor obviously seemed younger. Yeah. when she was well, younger, she was... and her personality seemed older when she was older. She wasn't really knowing but... much, you know. She was just kind of like new to the world. She didn't know who Picasso was. You know, he he brought her back to his his, uh, his studio. Um, and, uh, he shows her this, this book, this literature book, uh, which I did not catch the name, but you did. Um, but it's the equivalent to Picasso in that time where he was in literature breaking the mold of how to write poetry and sonnets and all these other things. Um, and Picasso kind of, um, equated himself to him, to mm -hmm. the, to the author, which was kind of cool. You could see he was like winning Marie Therese over with this amazing piece of, uh, this book, um, and man, he is suave. He's good. He's I mean, honestly, lines. I think anyone could have gotten with her at that point because, like, the fact that her self confidence was so low, where she would say something like, "Really? Like, why would you be interested in me? All my sisters say I'm the ugly sister. Like, who actually who says, says that? that? Like, that is so unbelievable to me that someone would say that, and that you would need validation from someone that you never even knew was famous until your mom was like." Oh yeah, yeah. Go if it's Picasso. If it's Picasso, oh, it's hilarious. You, I mean, it's legit. Like, we had this whole scene where they're in the what? studio, and she's—he uh, somehow just is very. This is the first time I think that he's like cheating on his wife. Mm -hmm. um, goes, oh, so you're a virgin, by the way. I'm going to take that, and uh, I will be your first. I will be your first. And man, I, I thought he was going to kiss her at this moment, and he was just like leaning in right there, and he's like, "You should come back, see me around three yeah. tomorrow." And that scene between her mom and and her. Mom, doing a good thing as a mom. Oh, why are you so late? Tell me the truth. You're not playing tennis. 
I met somebody, an artist. Oh, he's just trying to sleep with you. Like, I thought we were going to get some really good motherly advice here. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and says, oh, what's this guy named Picasso? Light bulb's going crazy. Yeah. Heck. I mean, she, her mother must well, have known something. Well, in that something. case, sell your body. Like, go, go ahead for it, girl. Paint. Let him paint you. Like, she <laughs> knew exactly long, what was going to happen. As long as he's famous, then go do it. Like, I don't know. Something about it, like... She wanted to even, be written in the history books. That's all that little scene was. The mother wanted the to so go down unsettling. in history. It was super unsettling. She, like, whored oh. out her daughter. It was horrible. But even, like, when she went back to his place, there was something about it that felt so Harvey Weinstein-ish, where I was cringing. Oh, I was very cringing, It was so yeah. uncomfortable when he's, like, you think he's about to kiss her or do something where he kind of seduces her? There was no consent. It was just there right was away. No, yeah. Hand up the skirt. It was literally, I literally thought, okay, he's going to do something suave, he's going to seduce her, it's going to be romantic, it's going to be kind of cute. No, he was a dick. He was just like, was, you're late. And yeah. don't call me Monsieur uh, Picasso. Uh, call Picasso, me call Pablo. me Pablo. You will call me Pablo. He says. Which you know? is, but that was almost a compliment to her, where he was trying to say, "Oh, we are on a first name basis, and you're so yeah. lucky to call me yeah. by my first name." But when was, I am the great Picasso. It was still like a dick move to do. It was for sure. Because right away he knew exactly what he like what he had with the woman, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I have complete control. I will. I'll, I'll do what I want." Like I think that was a test right there, where you know he's like cool she's okay with this i'm gonna do what i want to do now and so starts their relationship it was very brief that we got to see it but um so uncomfortable like i was dying on the inside watching that it felt it felt like it was like i don't want to say rape but it was it was mm, it just it definitely felt non-consensual yeah Yeah. well they gave a little thing in the beginning of that this episode that was different uh about like nudity and you know implied stuff and it was it was yeah Mm -hmm. not fun picasso Needs to check himself. Needed to check himself back in the day. Um, and it's weird because when we were introduced to Marie Therese in the very early episodes, like she seemed like such a force to be reckoned with. Like she seemed super, like you know. I am the only like Madame Picasso and, or whatever. Yeah, yeah she there, had there that was something line. about her that felt like something about her vibe that felt very assertive. Very like I'm not going to take any BS from anyone. And it was weird that when we see her, she's just like this little girl who seems so shy and experienced, naive, like wide-eyed kind of like yeah. seeking validation in a weird way well she got all the validation i mean he like yeah. i think for a summer sat and painted her with all these things um all these paintings and uh, we finally get to the point where she's like hey um you gonna like divorce olga i'm like i have these tickets to the show i would love for you to be there and he shoots her down it's the the beginning of the end with this one um you know he starts backing off but somehow he gets her pregnant what do you yeah. what do you think about that? I mean, Somehow. we kind of we we Somehow. knew. I wonder how that. Happened. I wonder how and when that happened. Um, I mean, we knew that that was obviously a thing. We saw the doll in the first episode, but what what was your reactions to like you know her being broken and and it almost was like he was breaking up with her, um, and then she's like, but no, you can't. I'm pregnant. How'd you feel for her? I mean, like, you know, I was very pleasantly surprised by his reaction. Like, okay. this is the thing. I don't see Picasso as, like, this evil person. No, not the at all. The way I see it He's a is, child. I, I legitimately see it, like, if Picasso were living in today's day and age, he would be this disgusting human being. <laughs> but I see it as, like, this is a reflection of the time. Oh, and I'm my, not excusing yeah. his behavior whatsoever, but, like, you're living in a time where there is a huge disparity between men and women. And obviously, there there still is a, a ways to go for, like, you know, equal rights between men so and women. Much, yeah. But, like, this is back, like, in a time where 
There, when there, was, a role, home, there was a role yeah. for the woman. There yeah. was a role for the man. Yep. You know, you don't answer your husband. You don't speak back. You know, his word is sit in place. the final word. Mm-hmm. So to me, it almost surprises me when I see people like Dora at that time. Like, wow, like, where did you get that confidence from to be that type of bold woman in an age where you were constantly being told, no, don't act like that, sit like this, do mm-hmm. this, dress this way, talk this way, speak in this tone. Like, it almost surprises me when we see someone like Dora because you. I always have to put my mind back in the fact that we are in a different time period. Yeah. Don't think that this is out this of the is, ordinary. Yeah, exactly. This is normal. This is a reflection of that period. Before we get to Dora, we did get to see uh, Marie Therese um, have the baby. Little baby Maya. Mm-hmm. And, of course, right away when the baby comes around, Picasso loses interest, which leads us straight to Dora. He needs a new muse. He isn't painting. He isn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, I think he was writing poetry for a little. Um, no, that was older Picasso. Um, but, yeah, it leads us to Dora, which I think uh, by that time, it's now 1935. And something was going uh, – I'm bad with the history of this, but something was happening around right before the war. It was like the – yeah, just something good was happening in Europe, I guess, where uh, I mean, women were more free with themselves, I think. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's why Dora was who she was. She's a surrealist um, all the way through and through. And, man, did we meet her. Give it, <laughs> I love the turnaround of getting to meet Dora because we have... Um, we see her on set first. We see her on set. Yeah. But we always have Picasso going up to the woman saying, like, let me paint you. Mm-hmm. But what happened this time? We have Dora walking up to him saying, I want to take a photo of you. Right. How awesome is that? Taking the power back almost. I love, she did this thing that was like, I feel like women still do this to this day where she's like, I'm not going to go up to the man, but I will put myself in his line of sight so that he sees me and pursues me. Pretty much. And once he does, she plays like, like she acts like mysterious and kind of aloof, but still sexual Mm -hmm. and still kind of intriguing and intrigued in him. And it works because he's like, who is this bold woman? I have never seen anyone so crazy or daring. And she's doing the the knife knife thing. thing. He asked for her gloves and then they go back to her studio. And I would love, I would have wished to see more, uh, but uh, she starts taking his, his picture and he's like, "Ah, I never got into the medium. And she's explaining why it's something important to her. Which is cool to see the other side of it. Leads us into our uh, special segment for today. Yeah. Uh, we always have a picture of the day. Um, but today, instead of it being Picasso, we actually have a picture that Dora actually took of Picasso while he was painting uh, Guernica, uh, mm-hmm. which we got to see earlier in episode three or four, I think it was. Uh, giant painting. And it's so cool to get to see this aspect of it because you're, I mean, in the show we're always seeing Picasso painting and whatnot. We're never watching someone watch him. Right. So we're getting that perspective of Dora in the studio that we initially got to meet everybody in. So, I don't know, I thought it would be nice to to give a little ode to to Dora because, I mean, she... (laughs) Dealt with a lot with that man, so... <laughs> there's, there's a lot of shadows and, like... It's beautiful. She's an amazing photographer. Amazing, like, thing with, like, light and dark and contrast and the sun coming in through the windows. It's just, like... I don't know. How does it make you feel looking at the painting? Like, what do you think it evokes within you? Oh, man. Oh, I could go on forever. I mean... I like, first off, that, like, Picasso... She decided to get Picasso in the corner, um, like, hidden in the dark. I don't know whether that, like, had... Something to do with, like, 
obviously she could have chosen when she wanted to take the photo. Mm-hmm. And Picasso, there's a lot of parts where, uh, you know, there's a lot of light. Um, I guess in this period, this at least in the show, it was showing they, there was some turmoil between the two of them. He's kind of in the dark and like cowering away. And then the highlight of the photo itself is the actual painting a little mm-hmm. bit with the light coming through. So, uh, I mean, a picture's worth a thousand words, right? It can mean so many different things. I feel like so. my eyes don't know where to go when I look at this picture. I'm just kind of, it feels like an eye spy book where I'm like, what's going on in this photo? It's so beautiful and interesting. And I like it. We actually have an inside glimpse into this genius's world. Right. It's very cool. I'm glad we got to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got Dora for you, so um, I guess uh, where does it lead us? Uh, Dora, we have uh, we, have we get to see we have Olga, Marie Therese, Dora. Dora. Well, Jennifer I mean, Francois. we're coming towards an end of 1935. Uh, we we are initially getting to the beginning of Dora and Picasso's relationship, which um, we never we didn't get to get in the beginning of the season. It's cool. Uh, again, turning of of power. Dora's buying a studio for Picasso, and Picasso's like, "Look, I can't live with you." And she's like, "Honey, I." I wouldn't be able to live with you either. You'd drive me nuts. Picasso thinks he's got a perfect thing. He's like, cool. Awesome. All right. He is definitely more attracted to her because of this. Oh, it 100%. Is, I think that's why they have It is such a, like, cat and mouse weird dynamic where it's 100%. like... 100%. Usually I feel like Picasso wants to be the dominant one, and I think this is an interesting way where he, like, relinquishes control, and there's there's some parts of their dynamic that feel very BDSM-like. It's just... It's so bizarre to me, but I'm like... There's something about their dynamic where I'm like, I see the appeal. Like, I wrote this down, is actually a really like sexy like. I said that this relationship, relationship was the one that I feel like should have worked, that should have gone through and through. If yeah. Francois never came to the picture, it makes I feel the like most sense. It makes oh my god, yes, hundred percent. I feel like if Francois never came to the picture, something with Dora, there would have been kids, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even a divorce. Who knows with uh, Olga? But it leads us right up into 1952, where we get to see. Older, older Picasso. I guess we'll, we'll call him bald Picasso because we have Antonio with the weird haircut and now bald Picasso. And he's at it again. Another girl. We got Genevieve. We have Francois. Um, we have, at the end of the episode, we even have um, his assistant's cousin. I mean, uh, we don't have a lot of time, but... Does that actually even happen, though? I kept thinking, like, is that we'll see next. Thing? We'll see next episode. The bulk of 1952 is revolving around Francois. Finally, standing her ground. Finally, we get she, she gets to do what she wants. She's offered a job in Paris to uh, design costumes and sets. Mm-hmm. At first, she doesn't want to do it. She's like, oh, but Picasso, Picasso. But we have Co- uh, Costas, uh, uh, Costas, yeah. Costas, who is encouraging her. No, like, you know, Picasso's off running around. Everyone knows what he's doing. Like, do what you need to do. And it isn't until she finds out that there's this woman, Genevieve, this 22-year-old Paris chick, I guess, that, like, she gets her own little flat um, to, to hang out with Picasso. She's like, screw this. I'm going away. Doesn't it creep you out that Maya and Genevieve are around the same age? I don't know. I don't just... From I, when I saw ugh. that, yeah, and let's talk about Maya really quickly because she had an... Like, this whole time, Picasso's so stubborn. No, you can't go. No. Oh, you're doing bad by your kids. And he's complaining to his own daughter, Maya, who's finally, like, watching his younger sons and Maya says something beautiful you know uh, she sh- like don't hate on her she's your champion you should support, support her. her yeah you yeah. should champion her and you know like I was so shocked when I saw like how she was trying to defend someone 
that I would not has expect basically that. stolen away her time Entire, with her yeah. father. Like the fact that she is supporting Francois and like trying to reason with her father. She kind of gets it though. I think it's it's so crazy to me. I'm like, in what world? Like Maya is such a beautiful person to She's kind very of worldly and wise to be like that. Yeah, I was. I don't shocked. know how that I would have. And she said, you know, she basically said Francois is not like Mama. Like, she's not going to deal with this BS. She's very independent. Well, she told her. She's like, she's going to leave you. She's going to leave. Yeah. He, she warns him. And what else happens? We get to go to the play. It's a great kit hit. Um, Picasso's so happy. You, you get this great scene where, like, uh, Francois thinks, like, oh, you're here for me, actually. And he's like, yes, tonight you could come home and watch the kids and be a mother again. And it just, like, everything just fell. Mm-hmm. You know, carpet ripped right out from him. She leaves him. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? Finally. You know, I always imagined that when this would happen, I would be like, yes, Francois, yes, you do it. And, like, I would feel no... You go, girl. Kind of I, I honestly things, yeah. thought, like, I would feel no sort of, like, empathy for Picasso. Like, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, you got what you deserved. Like, you totally neglected this girl. Exactly you cheated on her. Saying. You feel bad for Picasso, I don't this, know right? why, though. Like, I felt it, I too. I don't know why I felt so bad for him. It was it was so weird because... It's because it's an I old it's man who's old. realizing it. Like, I he's know. like, I just messed up. Like, I had this was the last love I could ever have. And, like, why am I... St- like, he, he saw himself saying what he said. Like, Antonio, uh, the camera work and everything, beautiful scene where, like, he portrayed perfectly him knowing what he was saying, pissed off at himself, but still went through with it because he's an old, stubborn man. Mm-hmm. And then he, in a quick moment when she turns away, he, he like... It looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I will truck on. I, I am this great Picasso. He's fading. Mm-hmm. He's fading. That's kind of what's what's happening now. It's so sad when you think about it because someone who has so much artistic brilliance, who's always kind of like just can't get a clue. It's <laughs> can't it, get a clue. it's mind boggling. Yeah. It's so weird to see this him what makes them in this state though. where he's like always the one in power. He's always the one that's being revered and respected, and girls are like fawning over him and they're in love with him, and he doesn't have to do much. And it's like this is the one time we kind of feel like. His world is slipping away from him, and yep. it's it's sad. Like I felt sad watching it, but I was like, Francois needs to do what's best for I'm Francois. I'm so happy, Francois. Lives. She was so honest. She didn't. Yep. She wasn't being vindictive. She wasn't being spiteful. Nope. She wasn't doing this just to hurt him. She legitimately tried her best to stick it through. She never like. I don't even feel like she got revenge on him when no, she, she cheated. Need to. No, there it was felt none. very much like I'm gonna do what makes me happy. I'm gonna put Francois number one. Yep. I'm not gonna continue to put someone number one when I'm not number one in their lives. And I makes always say sense. this: never make someone a priority in your life if you're just an option in theirs. It just does not make sense to me. You know, things need to be equal. He got what he got. What uh, had coming to him, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and that kind of... Uh, Part of me is like, I wonder if he ever tried to win her back. Like, maybe we'll see that next episode. But uh, I don't think so. <laughs> think so. Let's get into predictions. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, Your After Buzz oh, TV <laughs> predictions. Thank you, Tony. I don't know. Like, we, we got a little glimpse of what's to come, and we see that Francois... Like, we already know that she wrote this autobiography yeah. about Pablo Picasso, but I guess in next week's episode, we're really going to find out what prompted her to do this like was it something bad must have happened and we're gonna get to see that i feel like um i feel like picasso basically tried to ruin her reputation and make it seem like she was some sort of like quote unquote like whore for leaving and like how could she do this and abandon me and abandon her kids even though she She that's not what she did um i love that 
Francois is basically getting an opportunity to share her story. Because how often do we see a woman getting her own story Never. the way she wants it portrayed, validated in the media? Yeah. This is incredible. Like, I'm so excited for the finale. It's bittersweet. It is bittersweet. So I, we I have a great episode. I, I mean, know. you pretty much took everything I wanted to say, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Guys, um, next week is the last episode. Uh, it's the finale. We're excited. Um, oh, so I hope everyone joins us. We love reactions and whatnot. Mina, why don't you tell us, uh, everyone, where they can find you? And we'll wrap it up. Yeah, you guys can find me on uh, on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic, and you can also follow me on the after show for the proposal, which is kind of like the Bachelorette on steroids. Um, <laughs> it'll teach you about love, I guess. Fantastic! Yeah. Awesome, guys. And uh, my name is Zach Silverman. I'm your host. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a CH Silverman too. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs>